The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Welcome to the Mind Your Own Podcast with Aaron Sorensen and Sasha Durkin. Where we stick to sports, except when we're not. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Own Podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm Sasha. And it's the mailbag episode Yay. that, to be quite frank, we both forgot about. <laughs> <laughs> I even said we weren't going to forget about it last week. The good news is a number of you did not forget, as we actually did have some emails, which yeah. was great. Thank you for keeping us on track, even when we are not we are so far from the track <laughs> i like realized at like 10 30 the night before we we're going to record this that we hadn't asked anybody for questions and mm. so sent a question you know sent a tweet out thankfully some people came through but then i opened the email and of course we had a couple so thank you to all of you for keeping us on track we yes it. i completely forgot so i saw your emails come through and i was like oh I should probably check tw uh, Twitter because I'm pretty sure we have a mailbag today. And so I'm glad I did um, so yep. that I'm aware of the questions. Yeah. But yeah. I and forgot. we do have a lot of questions. So I will spare everyone my weekly discussion of the weather, which is such a Midwestern thing to do is just to talk about the weather and how it's this or that. Um, so I will spare everyone that because we do have a good number of questions that I'd like to get to uh, because some of you, especially on short notice, you're on top of it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All um, right. These are, I'm like really excited about this one because there's a lot of interesting questions. <laughs> there are. So, okay. Let's start here. If my computer, like, of course, oh, this website is not responding. That's amazing. I really <laughs> love that for me. Um, I had everything pulled up. And then, of course, my computer is just already done with me this week. Okay, so let's start, start with Sky. Sky is a, we are a big fan of his. He's a listener of the podcast, has been since the beginning. Mm -hmm. uh, he has asked us questions for every mailbag. So, Sky, you are the MVP. We're going to start with yours. He even said he typically would have put more thought into these, but it's been a week. It yeah. has been a week for everyone. Yeah. So he wants to know, what is the weirdest food we have ever eaten? Okay. I'll and let you go first. I have, did you say you go first? No, because you can. It, go ahead. <laughs> oh, I can't. Even, I've been thinking about this since he sent this question, and I can't think of what I think. So, okay. I want to be, I want to start here. So something that I wish people would stop doing 
is I watch, I should stop doing this too. I watch some of the real house housewives franchises and mm-hmm. like it's, some of them are just awful. But like one thing that on the most recent season of the real housewives of Dallas is there is one woman who as a part of her um, culture, they eat crickets. Like that, mm-hmm. it's just, it's a part of like, it's they because she, she was like explaining she had a pizza night and she had all these different flavored like crickets and things and people didn't want to try them I don't think you should force anyone to try something that they don't want to but like mm-hmm. I don't want to consider something like that weird because that is somebody's that is a part of someone's culture and mm-hmm. I, I think I always have to be like mindful of not doing something that's just not in my world yeah maybe not bizarre calling. bizarre is a better word well, so that's what I was thinking is like, I've been trying to think of something that like is, yes, bizarre in the sense that, and for the record, Sky, your question didn't prompt that. I just was thinking about that, that I think sometimes people go, oh, this, and it's something that they ate while like on vacation in a different country, which it's like, but that is like typical to that area, that region, that culture. So yeah. I was trying to think of something more that like, honestly, American food where it's like a sandwich or pizza or something that has like been okay I this is what I settled on okay I have had some strange things at block 16 Mm -hmm. now they're very good they're very good but they put a lot of things so the weirdest one that I have probably ever had is their burrito that has a waffle cone inside of it now it's excellent like I'm not saying don't have that and don't keep making it but it is definitely a bunch of flavors that like when I I got it because it's like a waffle cone filled with mac and cheese wrapped in a burrito with all of these other things Mm -hmm. that is a bizarre combination of food it just is and I love block 16 and that was a very very fun good burrito and I'm I know why they bring it back Mm -hmm. for that reason but it's still bizarre. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. The first thing that popped into my head when I read this question, because I, I until last summer, I had never tried them because I'm a, I don't like weird textures. Like, first of all, when I was growing up, we would always have like white bread with dinner, but we mm. also had canned pork and beans a lot. But my mom would put them all in the same plate really close together. And when bread gets soggy like that, it makes me want to vomit. <laughs> bring that up because <laughs> sardines may be the most bizarre thing I've ever had texture wise yeah, I haven't had sardines they taste very salty they're good and they have like a a buffalo they have different flavorings for them too it's not just like oil and sea salt but I think the buffalo flavor might be my favorite one but I have to pull the, the this will Look, this is a great conversation to have in the morning, but I prefer to pull their spines out (laughs) because I don't um, like that part of it and it freaks me out, like physically chewing on a bone. Um, But I don't mind the taste of them, but they are a little strange. Yeah. Texture is a big thing for me. Like I, yeah, I, texture is I've never had so I am allergic to some fish so I have to always be a little bit mindful of like what I'm eating like I know what I can like there are certain like it just it makes me like sick to my stomach basically it's like it's just I don't get a good reaction to some Mm -hmm. fish so I tend to like shy away from trying because it's like if I don't like it on top of it then I end up feeling really 
crappy. Yeah. Like not a great combination, <laughs> but I have heard sardines are good. I just can't say that I, it's not high on my list to try. Yeah. Um, I, now, maybe if Block 16 throws it into a, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I, have you ever had mussels before? I have that. See mussels in like, um, what's the like, other uh, word I'm looking for? You have mussels and you have scallops, uh, uh, not scallops, oyster, oysters. Yes. Thank you. Like I like them, but I am not a person who like choose them. Like right. I am like swallowing them whole. <laughs> I don't like, I don't like oysters because they're a little too slimy for me. Um, but mussels, I actually, the last two times I had them had a reaction. And so now mm. I'm like, to me, twice in a row isn't a coincidence. Um, but I like miss having them because I actually really like mussels a lot. It's the garlic butter sauce that they put it in. Yeah. For for oysters, I like to put like hot sauce and like mm. all of that stuff on top. So I think like that helps. But yeah, yeah you know, it's uh, one of those things with like food. Food is such an interesting thing because it obviously it can be a trigger for some people it mm -hmm. can bring some people it brings some people together it obviously um is a huge center for everyone you need food to exist but um it's just one of those things where i'd say like as an adult i have become more aware of like trying to be mindful of like when i am exposed to something that and again this is not what sky asked it was right. just something that came to my <laughs> mind when i was thinking about this question that i think sometimes our gut reaction is to go with something that isn't weird it's just not it's just not in our world it's just something that we were not brought up on we were mm -hmm. just not raised on so that we have kind of that like misunderstanding of like why someone else might like it um I mean, it's the same thing as like, I grew up and this isn't weird in my world, but like, I didn't grow up with Nutella, but like, mm -hmm. if you went to Europe, Nutella was like much more prominent. I love Nutella, mm -hmm. uh, but it's just like, I think sometimes we have these things where it's like food is such a, it is just such a, I think it's an one, individual thing. It is. Yeah, and so that's why I'm person. always like. I always try to be very mindful of people because I'm like, just because I don't like something. Mm -hmm. So I always try when I'm yeah. sitting like at a meal or something, not to comment on other people's food. Mm -hmm. I'll just say like, how is it? You tell me versus me being like, Oh, that looks gross. Or, Oh, I like, because it's just kind of like, maybe that person loves exactly what they're eating. And you've now just completely like told them that it looks disgusting. So I just think I try to be very mindful of the, Yeah. I like that. It's very much an individual thing. Although, I still have to say block 16 Kings and Queens of making the most random food combinations on this mm -hmm. planet. Yeah. And they it's, would, they would totally back me up on that. <laughs> and it's all, it's all like delicious as well. So it is geniuses. Yes. Culinary geniuses. <laughs> okay. So sky also asked, we have been chosen to host our own late night talk show. Who is your first guest? Hmm. I wish I would have seen this last night um, <laughs> because I'm wondering if it matters if they're alive or dead. Cause that changes. I don't it. think so. Okay. Let's you can, if it's somebody will pretend that they, you could bring them back to life mm -hmm. for a day. Freddie Mercury. Oh, interesting. That would be a, he'd be a great guest. Yeah. Hands down. Probably for me. I feel like I, I thought about this a little bit. I would probably say Michelle Obama mm -hmm. um, just because 
for me, I would love to just sit and like soak in her knowledge Mm -hmm. and her confidence almost. And I'm sure she has days like all of us where she doesn't feel confident and everything else. But um, she's just somebody that I very much admire for her poise and the way that she handled so much criticism and people attacking her for everything from her arms being, you know, strong to um, being a very strong woman. And I just, I would love to just sit and like soak in her knowledge. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. That would be a great conversation too. Yeah, her book is fantastic. If you have never um, read her book, my recommendation would be to listen to it on audio tape because listening to her narrate her own book is just mm-hmm. like, oh, it's just like a hug. It's yeah. so wonderful. I will say my mom brought up Freddie Mercury the other night because she wants me to watch the uh, movie based on Queen. I haven't yet. Uh <laughs> I mean, I could fill the rest of this podcast with why I hate that movie. Um, <laughs> she loves that movie. So, mom, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's not a knock. I, there's art. There's a lot of people out there that loved it. That uh, Rami Malek did a great job. Um, however, I um, one editing wise, there's a lot of things that like just were irritating to me. <laughs> like um, there's like cuts and things like that um but I didn't also like the like the storyline that they Mm. put with it um but I'm also like a huge queen and Freddie Mercury like nerd um I have a Freddie Mercury tattoo Uh, (laughs) I have two queen tattoos in total um but I just like him as a human being like I know that there are are some I mean every single person is a human being and like they do things that are wrong. Um, like, I don't think that he was perfect by any means, but, um, I just, I would love to just sit down and like talk to him about literally everything under the sun. Like it would like queen is on my list of bands that I would have swam across the ocean to go see if it was possible to see them live in my lifetime. (laughs) Like, yeah. And then Led Zeppelin. Now I'm curious, uh, how you feel about Adam Lambert and him, (sighs) uh, leading the band. (laughs) Um, so I refused when they played in Omaha a couple years ago, correct? They did. I think they were at Sturco. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. I think you're right. Um, I have been around this area. I refused to go because it's not queen to me. (laughs) Like, I get it. I get it. I get it. The musicians are still, you know, um, but I, I don't know. I refused. And then I saw, I actually finally broke down and watched a YouTube video and saw him perform. And I was like, well, geez, I don't think that if, I don't think that anybody else could try to replicate or fill the the shoes as well as he has. So much respect. He's He's different, obviously, (laughs) um, than Freddie Mercury, but I think that he has enough energy and he has a, I mean, he does have a good voice, um, but I, I, give, I will give Adam Lambert credit for being for so many bands that so you can go the path of like Ringo Starr where he created his all star band. And so the entire intention was not to recreate like the Beatles. It was to create something new and to, um, yes, when you see Ringo and his all star band, they might play a couple of Beatles songs. But the entire intention is to um, be something new and different when bands make the choice to stay as like their core 
group, but then have to bring somebody new in, it's always tough because, you know, those people are not going to be who the original person was. Mm-hmm. It just is not how it's going to work. It, it would be like if the Beatles, when uh, everyone but John Lennon was still alive, if they decided to just replace John Lennon, you don't just replace John Lennon. Whoever is stepping into that is right. going to inevitably, if they had gone that path, would not have fit who he is. Mm -hmm. You just can't. So I will say, I like my one thing I'll say about Adam Lambert, which I will give him credit for is he doesn't try to be Freddie Mercury. Right. Yeah. And that's the cool part is he at least is like, I'm going to embrace the essence of queen and embrace it, but I'm going to still be who I am and do my thing. And I think the band really likes him for that because it's like, you're not trying to be this person that we adore. You're just trying to be you. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I think he brings his own flair to the band and the music, and I I can respect that. Shout out to Adam Lambert. Who would have <laughs> thought on American Idol how far you would have come? Yeah. Um, so Go Big Redcast, Rob from the Go Big Redcast, he um, asked if you could be any of the players on the current football roster for a day, who would it be and for what day? And I... I was like thinking about this. Um, I so for the record, Go Big Redcast is on the Herd App Media Network, so you are um, welcome to listen to their podcast as well anytime you want to. Uh, they have uh, lots of perspectives on uh, Nebraska athletics. Uh, so knowing that the spring game just happened, I think that partially inspired this question. I probably wouldn't switch with any football player um, because my, like, if I could switch with anyone, I would love to switch with, like, Nicklin Hames Mm -hmm. on volleyball and, like, be in her shoes for a day. Like, to be Lauren Stiverens and, one, just to experience the height and what Mm -hmm. that is like, but to be as good as they are. If, like, if you get to retain their talent in that, like, switch for a day, it would be, like, a dream come true for me to be in the role of, like, a Lexi Sun, a Lauren Stiverens, a Nicklin Hames for a day and to play at their level and to experience that because that was something growing up I would have loved to do yeah um another another individual would be somebody on uh nebraska's cheers cheer team Mm -hmm. um because i was also a cheerleader and i did try out for nebraska cheerleading didn't make it i will be honest there was no reason i should have i had been out of cheering for like a year or two by the time i tried out so like i was definitely rusty so Mm -hmm. by no means should i have made that squad but I love them. I would love to just like experience a game day in their shoes and just to feel the atmosphere and to be in that spot for just like one day because I imagine it's just an absolute like rush and thrill. Yeah. So those are kind of like, I I think about like, I would love to trade with somebody and I'm kind of now expanding this into Nebraska athletics, but I think of like a, somebody like a Kate Smith who is so good. She's at mm-hmm. the top of her game in golf or a Tristan Edwards in softball, who is just like one of the best hitters um, to the point that people don't want to pitch to her, like yeah. to be in their shoes for a day and to just feel that power, even if they don't feel it all the time, because it's just the life that they live. Mm-hmm. It would be really fun to experience a day in their shoes if you got yeah. to retain their talent right. in addition for yeah. that. Um, so 
with football, if I had to pick somebody, maybe like Cam Taylor Britt, because he's such a fun, loving individual that like, it would be fun to live a day in his shoes and just like enjoy life. Mm -hmm. Honestly, like screw you. Cause that's who I was going to pick if I yeah. had to pick somebody. <laughs> um, I wouldn't, I'm, I'm not, like in the same boat. I think I wouldn't want I don't know. I would. I. It's not that I dislike these questions. I always have a hard time answering questions like this specifically mm -hmm. because, like, I and this isn't to sound cocky, but I don't want to be anybody else. Um, I have like a certain set of life experiences that, like, regardless of like how hard some of them have been, I wouldn't change. Mm -hmm. um, but I wouldn't. I don't know. That's why I struggle with this question because I feel like each individual person has their own set of experiences and I wouldn't, I don't know. That's why I struggle with it. Cause I don't, I wouldn't want to change anything about, you know, my experiences yeah. or their experiences. Like I, Cam Taylor Britt is who I like immediately popped in my head for the same reason that you mentioned. Um, but like, I don't know. I know it's a hypothetical question and I shouldn't take it this seriously, but like, I, I think when I pick who I, I totally understand what you're saying. I think when I like was thinking of like the individuals as I think like, what could I like learn from them right, or yeah. gain from them in that moment? Mm -hmm. um, because I'm going to say something, probably people are surprised. Like, I think a lot of like obvious answers would be, why wouldn't you want to switch with like Adrian Martinez right. and be the quarterback for a day? I have lived a day with right. Adrian Martinez. I spent an entire day with him um, heading into between his freshman and sophomore seasons. And I'm going to be honest, there's nobody who has more pressure on them on that campus than Adrian Martinez. Um, he is really great about um, how he kind of tunes things out and really mm -hmm. focuses on himself. The thing is, is like, I am not that kind of person. So like how I would approach his life and his day would not be with a, the same amount of grace that he does. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I, I applaud his ability to handle pressure because I, again, feel like the amount of just garbage that ends up in his mentions on Twitter and Instagram, like that would be overwhelming to me. Yeah. So I respect the heck out of people like Adrian Martinez because they wake up every single day and do their work. And he's just about to graduate from college in three years. We'll have put in that time. Like he is, he is somebody that I definitely respect, but for that reason would not want to step into his shoes because his life is, is tough. He mm -hmm. balances a lot, but I think that's a good lesson. And like, if you are a fan and you're stepping back and going like, what is a day in the life of Adrian Martinez? Like maybe asking yourself, am I contributing to the amount of crap he has to deal with in a day right. or, and I'm not saying like lead with like blind faith. Like that mm -hmm. is totally separate. It's just, if you're upset about the outcome of a game, are you seriously getting what you need out of it by tweeting obscenities at Adrian right. Martinez? I don't think so. Um, go take a walk around the block. He, he deals with a lot. And when you ask him, he handles it with such grace. And I just don't think I would. So yeah. for me, it's like, I Same. can't switch with him because it, I don't think it would be beneficial to me. I what think it would you, actually like, what if you could like, since we had touched on this, take away that, like learn how to like achieve that grace. Yeah, similar, by, similarly by to like, 
yeah, I mean, similar to like the talent, if you could keep the talent, if like I could like, I guess, observe how he just kind of like steps back. And like, the thing is, is I'm totally projecting because Mm. this is all what I think from what he has told me, but like, I am not in his shoes. He could go to bed at the end of the day and feel completely defeated by everything. And he may not make that known to people. Um, But yeah, it's the thing is, is with a question like this, anytime you think about, I always think like with trading with anyone, I agree with you. I I wouldn't want to trade with anyone, but if I did, I would want to learn something. Yeah. Either about myself or about how I can be better. Um, That, that would be where I would want to go is like, how do I, and then selfishly, how do I get to spend a day being like one of the best? Yeah. Because Nebraska has some of the best athletes. Like, like I said, like you think of like a Kate Smith, a Tristan Edwards, um, pick your volleyball player. Uh Yeah. (laughs) There are a lot of incredible athletes on Nebraska's campus that it would be interesting to like experience their greatness for a day. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay. Now this is kind of interesting. It fits with this. Have you watched the circle at all, Sasha? So, What's funny about this question is legitimately last night I was scrolling through Netflix quickly because it was my turn to pick. And if I let Brian pick, we're going to sit there for 35 freaking minutes going through all of Netflix. Um, but I did stop on that because I I think I ran across an article or saw something the other day that mentioned it. And I was like, well, what the hell is this thing? I got the general gist of what the show is. So Will I watch it on a Friday season. by myself? probably you know honestly brian might even enjoy it um so they're in their second season for anyone who hasn't watched the circle it is like honestly the best of the best when it comes to uh reality television so basically people come into the circle they can either be themselves or they can catfish everyone no one can talk to each other outside of through like messaging so similar to social media and the entire thing is is like somebody in the end is going to win a hundred thousand dollars and the the challenge is is like you want to be popular so that you can be an influencer and get to the end however you don't want to be too popular because then people start to get suspicious or they start to put a target on your back because it's all a game Mm -hmm. it's all trying to like determine like yes, I really like you, but the problem is, is you might beat me. So now I have to take you down. And it's like the most wholesome experience, like experience because they're all so goofy and their personalities are so like, and the thing that I will say, so I'm going to tell you, you should absolutely watch it. Start with the first season. Um, you watch them like that. They fly by. I remember, so they, release four episodes a week when you're like watching it live, which is really interesting because it's like a cliffhanger on Netflix. And so then you have to wait for the next week for the next four episodes. Um, But at this point you could just watch them like all in order and you wouldn't have to wait too long. But I thought about this. I would have to, I would go in as myself. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you why. 
having watched the show, it is much easier for women to enter the show and be themselves than it is for men. Um, men immediately get pegged as like, you're a catfish, you're not saying who you are. And honestly, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that like women deal with a lot of shit on the internet mm-hmm. with men either being like who they are, or not being who they are, hiding behind photos that are not them, um, acting a very specific way when they're like kind of like online, but then being different in person. I think a lot of like this like the social norms that we have built with social media and what we kind of expect of people. It, like I get why men go into the circle and choose to not be themselves because I think that they realize. So like, for instance, I'm not giving anything away. If you watch it, it's fine. But like one of the first people in the second season that entered, he entered and was like, I'm just going to be myself. And I think people were like, you're way too nice. There's no way that like, this is real. And that is like a challenge that like I would definitely not go in and try to be a man because I think Mm -hmm. people then are like, hold up. Um, But I think it's just it would be easier just to be myself because then when you get to the end, if you stick around, then people know that you were truthful because Mm -hmm. they do show you do get to meet the finalists in real life before all the final voting happens. So like you don't get to the end playing a catfish people are going to know before the end that you are not who you say you are and like that would be kind of the hard thing to come back from is how do I tell somebody oh yeah now you need to trust me despite the fact that I've been playing you for like a couple of weeks this sounds like a show that I would binge I don't remember what the hell the show was called but they basically sorry to go off on a tangent but it reminds me (laughs) similarly of a show where gosh they don't see each other i don't remember if blind oh um, blind that, marriage yeah. or something i don't it's know where they they basically spend time in rooms talking and then they decide if they want to get engaged yes without ever yes. seeing each other yeah and it's not married at first sight it's um because that show's totally different i watched that one i've been love that is one blind too. Love is Blind. Uh, the Circle is like a hundred times better than Love is Blind. And I, I binged the heck out of Love is Blind. So did I. So did I. I was like, are they still, <laughs> sometimes I check on them. Are they still together? I like, I love stuff like that because it's like just not real enough. And it's like, mm-hmm. you're, you know, you don't have to think about it. You just turn it on and you're like, oh, what's this person going to do today? Um, so I probably will definitely be starting that on Friday while my husband plays video games with his friends. <laughs> it's it is just so like the easiest way for me to say it is such an enjoyable show yeah. it is just like you do not leave that show feeling bad and I remember the first one came out um like January 2020 so like it was before anything COVID pandemic related it would have been a perfect pandemic show to be honest with you but it was like I kind of had come into that first season about halfway through so I remember I was able to like binge eight episodes mm-hmm. and then kind of got caught up And it was just like one of those things where I remember after it thinking there's no way they can do a second season because people will know, but they have found ways to make it, you know, a little bit different so that people are not, cannot come in and suddenly go, oh, I know everything. Yeah. But it is, it is so enjoyable. I, again, I would say, um, so this question came from Marcus Um, I would say I'd have to go in as myself just because one, I'm a terrible liar. Um, I would be awful at, I would be awful at trying to be anyone else, but two, 
I think for, I think for women who go into the circle, it is a little bit easier to just be yourself. Now, maybe you tweak an occupation or something Mm -hmm. like that. But for the most part, like I would be very much just me. I think it would be the easiest way to do it. It'd be really difficult for me to pretend to be something that I'm not like I, it like gives me the creepy crawlies <laughs> like thinking about because then I just think about the inter- the internet as a whole and how often that happens to yep. other people and like ah, there's a whole tv series about it yeah I mean this uh this season there have been some interesting twists but I would say the circle definitely plays at the people who are catfishing. So if you are not who you are, say you are when they do the games and different stuff, they're definitely trying to like, they're definitely trying to like get people to notice that you are not who you say you are. So like, that's the other part is you're not only trying to beat like everyone else, you're also having to beat the game. Mm -hmm. And that would just be too much for me. So yeah, I, I want you, we'll check in next week. I want you to watch the circle. Okay. And I want to hear more about it. And I want everyone else to watch Circle. <laughs> okay, so the last Twitter question we received, I'm not going to answer because I know what he's trying to do. But Jacob Padilla did say, how would you rank the Hill Varsity staff members from easiest to most difficult to work mm. with? And my answer would be, you all know. You all know where you fall. Yeah. Um, <laughs> zero for everyone. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he joked that like he, it doesn't bode well for him with you because of his other podcast or his podcast that records with Damon Benning that they run you all over the schedule. So he was saying that it wasn't going to bode well for him. Well, everyone's <laughs> on the level playing field right at nothing. No, I'm just kidding. Right at nothing. Um, my, my, my everyone's thing would be, enjoyable. For any of the Hill Varsity staff li- listening to this, if you think you are where you are in my rankings, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great way to put it. If that's where you that, think you are, then that is where you are. <laughs> yep. Um, no, I appreciate. I appreciate all of them. Um, Agreed. And I will say, for anyone who's ever kind of wondering, it is definitely like this industry is so different. Like it is not like a traditional workplace. You definitely know people very differently you spend a lot of time with them whether it's traveling talking on the phone working on projects um this last year has definitely been really really challenging not to see people in person as much um but it is definitely definitely something like there is no um hiding like there's no like i'm just gonna disappear for an afternoon and no one's gonna notice because when you don't have a big staff everyone would so Mm -hmm. we know each other all very very well yeah same here at Herd at Media. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So um, Adam emailed us. And so this is his question. Gave us a general background. He is a general sports fan, follows what is going on in most of the major sports leagues, only really cares about the Nebraska Cornhuskers, has no other teams. So on social media, he only really follows Husker sports, in, protect, in particular the football and men's basketball teams. He wants to know if the social, the Husker social media graphic design and promotion game is as cool as he thinks it is, or is it basically on par with other comparable programs and franchises? I'm always impressed with what they do, but since I don't follow any other teams, for all I know, they are par for the course. So, Adam, this is a great question because I'm going to just say first and foremost, excuse me, I needed a drink to prepare myself. No, I'm just kidding. Um, 
this is one of those questions where it's definitely subjective because people have different frames of like what they think is cool Mm -hmm. and not cool and everything else. I will tell you right now, probably at the peak of the peak, a uh, program that others have been chasing for years. And I'm not talking like two years. I'm talking like for the last decade and people love them and hate them all at the same time is Clemson. Mm. Clemson has some of the best video production in the country. They have some of the best graphic production in the country. They have gotten recognition for this. They, they're one where like the, here's the thing. There are people who are going to listen to this and they're going to be like, I disagree with you. In fact, I think Clemson is overhyped. I think their work is not as good as they get credit for. The thing I will say about Clemson and there are other programs in a similar vein to to a Clemson is that they're not afraid to try new things and they're not afraid to be different and they're not afraid to step outside of the box. My point here is, Nebraska makes cool stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I, don't let me tell you that they don't. The fact that you like it is exactly what well, they the want. They are, they have, they have a fan in you. Mm-hmm. And that is who they're trying. So at the end of the day, Nebraska is not designing for a Clemson fan. Nebraska is not designing for a fan in Notre Dame's, like, or for a, somebody who works for Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. They're designing for you. Yep. The fact that you like it, they have accomplished what they want. And that is, it, that is, perfect for me like if you're somebody who's like I want to go out and look at like how Nebraska compares to others I would say Nebraska is more on the safe side of not trying a lot of new things I think that they kind of play by the book with that said I will say that some of the things that Nick Burkhart and the corn crib at Mm -hmm. Nebraska have done with volleyball over this last season have been really really cool Uh, he tends to push the he tends to push the boundaries a little bit more with volleyball. And I think a lot of that is because cook wants to push the yep. the boundaries a little bit with volleyball. Sure. So like, just as simple as like, there's a drill that they run in volleyball where they put pool noodles up and it basically emulates blocking mm-hmm. and getting around blocks. He used those pool noodles to make these really cool. It looked like these colorful filters. Um, it was such a simple thing, but it was so well done. Like stuff like that yeah. stands out to me. Um, but I mean, some of the videos that you've seen that like, you know, Nebraska football has put out, they're cool, but like, it, it's probably comparable to things that you've probably seen at other schools. But the mm-hmm. thing is, is like, they don't need to go push those boundaries on everything because they, they know that like, they're not trying to sell this to everyone. They're selling right. it to you. They're selling it to their very loyal fan base is what they're yes. selling it to. And now we could sit here and say like, but what about recruits? And that is a hundred percent like recruiting is a big thing. Um, but if recruits think it's cool, then it's cool. Like, right. um, cause I'm now like looking at everyone's, I'm looking at Clemson. Clemson oddly enough has, was like one that has always been really, like I said, um, people get really fired up about cause they either really agree or they really disagree. Um, my recommendation, Adam, if you're ever interested in this, especially around recruiting, um, look at, you'll see people who share like the graphics that recruits receive. Um, they'll say like, okay, they received this one from Nebraska, this one from 
Notre Dame, this one from Florida State, this one, and you can look and see and compare. And what you will notice is it's really a point of preference because you might look at it and everyone's freaking out about the Florida State image. Oh, it's so amazing. You might look at it and go like, eh, eh, it's okay. Yeah. It's the thing is, is everyone is trying to stand out. Everyone is trying to be a little bit different, but some people are also going to stick with like what they know, what they feel good with, what fits with their brand. Um, and everyone's going to fumble a little bit. Yeah. Like Nebraska had one where they like put a cowboy hat. I remember on top of like Luke McCaffrey's head, that one I probably would have said like, wasn't one of the better ones that they've ever designed, but then they have, you know, something else that comes out and you're like, Oh, that's really, really cool. So it's, you're going to try things. You're going to hit the mark on some, you're not on others. Long, long answer for a short point, Adam, (laughs) the fact that you think it's cool, that is what Nebraska wants. And I think that it's totally fair for you to think what they do is cool because Nebraska does and has put out a lot of really cool stuff for all of its sports. So, you know, I, I guess if you want to say, could they push the envelope by all means, but you know, sometimes the question is, do you need to? Right. And I don't feel like they feel like they need to the majority of the time. No. And I will say this too. Well, I was going to say too, and this is not specific to just Nebraska. Now there are some schools that I would say are a lot stronger at this. Um, than others, but this is something that um, athletic departments need to be having conversations around everywhere is how to more effectively show diversity within their Mm. programs, within their, um, within their universities. Uh, The reason I say that is because I would say the generation that these recruits are, are falling into now is much more progressive than anyone previously when it comes to diversity and wanting to see it, wanting it to be very open, wanting to be very, um, uh, focus on ways to change things. They want to focus on change and focus on making a difference. And I think, I think that is something that you are going to see programs all over the country have to deal with is how do we, uh, effectively communicate and show that um, while still sticking to what we feel is our brand or how do we implement that into our brand? Because um, I know like Nebraska just released a video that people have been saying it doesn't look like there's a lot of diversity. Now that is probably a reflection on the fan base. Is there is there enough diversity in the fan base? And how do you grow diversity within fan bases? And this is not just... Um, like I said, it's not just specific to Nebraska, but athletic departments everywhere are going to have to have a conversation about how do we make ourselves inclusive? Yeah. How do we make ourselves inclusive to all where people feel safe? They want to be a part of our fan base. They want to be here. They feel included. They feel represented. And so that's not really like completely your question, but I, I do think it's worth noting that I do think you're going to see programs working toward this. So no, I wasn't surprised when I saw, um, I keep saying Notre Dame, but like Notre Dame or Minnesota who very openly spoke up about, uh, the murder of George Floyd and posted about that multiple times from the football account. There are fans who hated that. There are fans who are like, don't make this political, but they said, this is who we are. We are going to, we are, this is, this is what we are going to do. Um, 
it'll be interesting to see how this continues in college athletics, especially as departments work through where their voice is because their voices are going to matter. And that's actually a piece for recruits where recruits are going to want to know. Um, so when we talk about what's cool and what's not recruiting drives the bus yeah. on a lot of this. So the fact that you think it is cool is one step. What do recruits think is the next for the rest of us? We're just here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if that completely answered the question, but he also did say, you know, he thought Brandon Vogel would have some thoughts and we can certainly have Brandon on the podcast at some point to talk through all of this because he does have opinions on a lot of these things. So maybe we'll have to invite him on sometime soon. For sure. Oh, Adam, I got to tell you, I could like go on and on about this for like days so maybe we'll have to like maybe we will have to have brandon on we can talk about graphics i actually know somebody who if they'd be willing to would be a great resource but i won't say his name unless he says yes so all right last question well it's kind of multiple questions so we had talked we had shared an email from a woman um named laura recently who i had misunderstood if she was starting a podcast or not and she said she is prepping to start one so i am so (laughs) hyped for this laura keep us in the loop i want to know about this podcast like the second it comes to be yeah so i may have just still misinterpreted the original email but if any part of this has convinced you to like go for it yes (laughs) okay so She said she wants to support women in sports as much as possible. Where can I find news and schedules for my favorite teams? How can I show support when I can't attend 10 games in in real life? And my favorite, how can I explain Title IX to the NCAA? Let's just knock that one out. The NCAA, I have no idea what's going on uh, with them. And I don't know if they, here's the thing, they should know what Title IX is. Um, I'm starting to feel hopeless when it comes to the NCAA. Um, But with that said, Where can I find news and schedules for your favorite teams? So I'm going to give you a little trick. If you have a favorite team, so let's take Nebraska softball. If you are a big fan of Nebraska softball, you can go to Huskers.com, go to the Nebraska softball schedule and add that to your calendar. And what will happen is every single game will get auto added to your calendar and it will be at the time. It will also put a link into that calendar where if you want to then go see what the results of that game were. So for instance, I am going to go to my calendar right now um, this weekend, Indiana. Uh, this isn't softball. I like this. I just clicked on the first one that popped yeah. up. So a baseball versus Indiana um, in the notes section. I have the TV information. It's on BTN plus the radio information. It's on Husker sports network, the streaming video, streaming audio, and those will also take me to results. So sometimes they don't always transfer a hundred and like 10% perfectly, but they're a really, really easy way. So if you're somebody who's like, how do I support my favorite women's sports? Most teams have the calendar option to add. So it doesn't even have to be Nebraska. If you love U.S. women's soccer, go check out their online, go check out the schedule on their website. See if it has the ability to add it to your calendar because I guarantee you it probably does. And then it's just right there. And then every single time you wake up in the morning, you look at your day and you're like, oh, hey, Friday, this game is happening. I can either tune in or I can check out the score after the fact. It's a really easy way to add anything that you support into your calendar so you know what's going on. 
Yeah, I think for sure. That would be my big right. That's the that's the tip that I do. I that's have the like easiest way these... for me to keep track of everything that I want to yeah. keep track of. Because it's a lot. It can yeah. be a lot. And like even setting up like I've had in the past for the record, I've had like Google alerts and stuff. It's not easy to do that. So that would be my recommendation. Go to the calendars, add them to your own. Um, you can check in on them as you go through the week. Um you can certainly set up a Google alert, but my recommendation would be doing the calendars and adding those schedules. Yeah. How can you support when you can't attend games in real life? Um, if you're on social media, sharing things that they, so sharing their tweets, uh, for instance, I'm going back to softball again, uh, but softball this weekend, uh, Nebraska softball swept, uh, Maryland. Was it? Yeah, I think it was Maryland. It was Maryland. Sorry, yeah. my brain went like Rutgers and Maryland because baseball was playing Rutgers, and um, I was trying to remember who played who. Um, so, for instance, they had an incredible play, they, just an incredible play, uh, it basically diving catch. It was like a pop-up diving catch. It was incredible. I don't know if it ended up making it on Sports Center Top 10, but if it did, it, it, I believe it did. Like, yeah. It did? I think so. It, it, I was going to say good. I haven't had a chance to check, but that thing was, that was an impressive play. Share that tweet. Anytime that you can go and share things about them, uh, share their tweets, share their final out like scores. Um, so this is a good example. Kate Smith is on the recent cover of Hale Varsity, picking up an issue of Hale Varsity, showing people I actively support when women are covered. I want more of it. The more you see those numbers tick up, which for the record, when you think of like softball, we talked about this previously, women's softball for called women's college world series gets about the same viewership as the men's college world series. When that happens, it tells everyone we want more of that. Yep. So just show up, watch what you can. Um, if it's on TV, tune into BTN plus, if it's there, uh, retweet things, uh, share things on your Facebook pages, yeah. text them to your favorite, uh, family members who you think would also get a kick out of it. Just anytime you do that, it builds the engagement numbers. Yeah, absolutely. So share, share, share. And then you don't like the engagement numbers go up and then it kind of creates that snowball where mm -hmm. they're going to share and they're going to share and they're going to share. So when, when to kind of tie back to Adam's question really quick, when I was talking about Clemson, the reason I was bringing them up is there are people like open doors and there's other accounts that basically track how much engagement different teams are getting. Right. So when that happens, they'll go and share and they'll say, Hey, this last week, Nebraska softball or Nebraska volleyball, Nebraska, this had high, like had this really cool engagement you're boosting their numbers. You're getting them in front of more people. That is your number one way to support is just share, 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 yeah. share <laughs> everyone far and wide. I admittedly don't do enough. I need to spend more time on social media, sometimes just sharing things. Um, but it goes a long way. It goes a long, long way. So if you're like, how can I do it? Number one thing. Share. Share. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if we figure out how to explain Title IX to the NCAA, we'll let you know, though. Yeah, but Laura, I'm, we are so excited for your podcast. Oh, I missed the best part. It's not the best part. It was just really exciting for me. She said, I just subscribed to Hill Varsity. Will that help? Yes. So sorry for screaming. Like I just said, when you see people like Kate Smith on the cover, subscribe, buy the magazine. I'm going to give you all a little preview or a little teaser. I think you're going to really like my feature for the May issue. 
when you show up and you say these things matter to me, it makes it easier for people to say, yep, keep going. I want to keep covering women in sports. I want to keep supporting them. So when you show up and do that, you buy issues, you subscribe. It makes it easy for me to say, look, this is why we have to, because I'm going to keep doing it, but it sure helps when people show up and support. Absolutely. Yes, that helps a lot. So get excited <laughs> for the May issue. <laughs> I am very excited for the May issue. I it's it's gonna be fun. Oh well, this has like flown by. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I always feel like I just like Sasha is such a sport for me because like I just go on tangents and just like rant for all of our time on these podcasts. <laughs> so I appreciate you just letting me do that. Hey, <laughs> it's it's therapy. Remember. It is. It is so much therapy. It's, I do appreciate everyone sending questions. You can always send them to us at mindyourownpodcast at hillvarsity.com. We love hearing from you. You can also tweet at me. I'm at Erin Sorensen. She's at Sasha72. Um, I also want to give just a quick like shout out to Sasha and her um, in Meathead Test Kitchen, her podcast with Sadie, who has previously been on our podcast. Um, if you are somebody, I, the reason I want to bring this up is we are getting into warmer weather and they recently talked about the fact that if you have a body, you have a summer beach body. It's if you are right. somebody who is like, I'm trying to get healthy, listen to Meathead Test Kitchen. They're awesome, but they will not make you feel like you got to do anything beyond what you are in the sense of like, just be proud of your body and yeah. what it has done. So really recommend their podcast. Thank you. It comes out every Monday. We took the last this week off but we will be back next monday i talk I'm about some fan. food and eating hey which is like we said at the top things. of the show it's such an individual <laughs> thing and it's a good thing yes. so well i'm really excited thank you as always for listening to this podcast sharing it again going back to that sharing it with your friends encouraging people to listen to subscribe to it it goes a long way and again, reach out, mind your own podcast at hailvars.com. Yes. Thank you for a really great mailbag episode. Uh, we'll, we'll do another one of these sometime soon, yeah. uh, but we'll see about, we'll see about getting a guest on. Uh, we missed one for the first of the month, but the mailbag, you all were our guest. Yes. Thank you for showing up. <laughs> Thank you for showing up and reminding us when we yes. even forgot. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will be back next week, next Wednesday with more. Thank you. We'll talk to you then. See you later. A Huda Media Production.